Hello and welcome to episode 52 of the How to Sleep podcast. In this episode, you'll learn why you need to focus on your bedroom as a sanctuary in order to support good sleep and why I've chosen this word sanctuary very carefully as the feeling that you want to aim for. Welcome to the How to Sleep podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Blateman, qualified adult sleep coach, a previous sufferer of insomnia and mum of three. I believe that sleep is fundamental to your enjoyment of the life you've worked so hard to create and I support adults like you who are struggling to sleep to get back to sleep and back to living your life in full colour and with maximum energy. This podcast is for you if you are taking ages to get to sleep or waking in the night and can't get back to sleep or both. Keep listening to find out how sleep works, the essential elements you need to get the sleep you deserve and actionable steps that you can take. Well, this episode is a huge milestone for me because it represents a whole year, the first whole year of podcasting, and it's been loads of fun. And most of all, the best thing about it has been the comments and emails that I've received from you letting me know that you found the podcast helpful and fun and informative. And I'm really grateful for that. I'm really grateful for your support. But the most common comment I've had, and these are the ones that have motivated me the most to carry on with the podcast, are the feedback from those of you who've said that the podcast has brought you hope. Hope that there's a solution out there that will work. Hope when you realize that, you know, you're listening to someone who has been in your exact same circumstance. So I was stuck for years in a sleep issue. I felt frustrated. I felt helpless. I felt like I'd tried everything and most of all I felt like I had that feeling like a failure at not being able to do what I perceived was such a simple thing and at the same time in many other areas of life I was successful and I was achieving things that I put my mind to but this really basic basic thing in my view of sleep I just couldn't do and so hearing that I've overcome this and that it's possible to recover consistent great sleep has definitely given some of you hope that it will happen for you too and I've said it before if I can overcome it I have every faith in your ability to do so too so thanks so much to everyone who's contacted me to say thank you I really appreciate it it really does help to keep me motivated to keep podcasting and discovering new things to share with you and new ways to help so please if you are listening and finding value please, I'd be really grateful if you would leave an iTunes review. It does help me to help more people by broadening the list of people that iTunes will show the podcast to and so that they can listen and they get hope too. For all those people who are still stuck in their sleeplessness, thinking that there is no hope, you can help them by leaving a review and we can reach those people too. Okay, so in this week's episode title, I asked you the question, is your bedroom a sanctuary? And I ask this question specifically and I use this word sanctuary specifically because this really helped me to consider my own sleep environment in the right way. So firstly, I let me start by explaining to you what I mean by the word sanctuary because there are different interpretations of this word. So first and foremost, it means to me to be a place of safety and feeling safe is a prerequisite of being able to go to sleep. And that's that's fairly obvious because we do shut down conscious areas of the brain and shut off from some of the processes that we use for monitoring our environment when we sleep. And so we do need to feel that we're in a safe place in order to sleep. 
And I've talked before about how sleep is a very primitive mechanism, really. So even though most of us thankfully live in a relatively very physically safe world on a day-to-day basis, as in we're not sleeping outdoors exposed to the elements, we're not exposed to wild animal predators, we are still running the same software in our brain, the same program, if you like, checking our environment for safety and requiring this need to feel safe and secure before we allow ourselves to drift into sleep. But here's the thing that's important to know. Our brain is still checking for danger, but just because we are sheltered from the elements and wild animals, it doesn't mean our brain is always registering that everything is okay. So in our modern world, psychologists think that our brains are applying these same checks to our modern environment and our modern context and detecting different kinds of threats. So we're using simple primitive processes which evolved to detect very straightforward types of obvious danger to scan what is now a very complex modern world and a complex environmental context to detect those threats. And so what psychologists think can happen is that our brain is not able to filter and interpret the many different and complex levels of threat that we might experience in our modern life. And when I say our brain can't filter, I mean the subconscious parts of our brain that are looking for these things. It's not that our, our you know, advanced cognitive side of the brain doesn't understand the difference, but that's not the parts of the brain that's scanning for these kind of basic mechanisms. So let me give you some examples to try and bring this to life a bit more. When we lived as hunter-gatherers, we were concerned about our survival and we wanted to avoid threats to our survival. And I gave the examples earlier of wanting to avoid predators and, you know, external bad weather uh, when we lived in the wild so we wouldn't want to go to sleep in a place where we perceived that we would be vulnerable to the threat of predators and if this was the case then we have the ability to suppress the urge to sleep even if we're really tired in order to wait until that threat has gone away or we've moved some place away from it and then we can settle down and go to sleep and in our modern lives thankfully most of us are not living in a circumstance where we would go into our bedroom and we're faced with a wild animal. And so maybe our brains shouldn't be worried about anything which could threaten our survival. But in our modern day context, psychologists think that these evolved abilities to scan the area for danger still happen even now. And in the absence of wild animals, our brains are looking for other things that we could perceive as a threat. So to take a really simple example What if you live in a neighbourhood where you can hear lots of traffic noise or police sirens or emergency vehicles going around? You know, for some of you, this might cause a perception that there is some kind of danger close by and so your brain could suppress sleep. That's a simple example, but there are more kind of subtle, complex examples of of how our brain perceives all this stuff that's going on as as a threat. And now what I want you to remember is this is a defense mechanism. It is your brain trying to help you and save you from threats. I know it feels really unhelpful in the nighttime because you're seeing things from the point of view of what your conscious mind knows. So your conscious mind knows you need to sleep, but your subconscious mind could be taking a totally different interpretation of your surroundings. And it's your subconscious mind that controls sleep. So frankly, that's the interpretation that's relevant in this circumstance. But like I said, it's not something to get annoyed at. Your brain is trying to be helpful to you. It is trying to keep you safe. And if you don't understand this, unless you've been taught how sleep works, which you probably haven't, then 
you're not necessarily going to know all this and you're going to stay stuck. So to go back to the example here, if your mind is perceiving those outside noises as a potential threat and then it's suppressing sleep to keep you awake so you can address the threat, then you would be able to surmise that perhaps one area that you could look to address is the sound levels in your room. Okay, so that's one interpretation that I have of the word sanctuary. It's feeling safe and it's creating that space around you that is safe and secure so that your brain thinks it's okay to go to sleep. I've explained why that's relevant based on what psychologists think about the sleep mechanisms. And the other meaning that comes to mind when I hear this word sanctuary is a place that is special. So it's it's not just safe, it's special. In other words, it's elevated above other places where I feel safe. It goes a step beyond that. And to put it another way, I view my whole house as safe. So I can be in my living room and feel safe, but my bedroom is not just a safe place, it's a special place. It's a place of restfulness, it's a place of tranquility above all the other places in my house. So there is a distinction in how I feel when I'm in my bedroom compared to other areas of the house and other places where I feel safe. And again, there's a brain-based reason for this. In addition to feeling safe, we we want to be able to switch off from all the activity that we've got done in the day or that we need to do before we can fall asleep. And again, this links to the mechanisms we have, which are defense mechanisms, which can help us to suppress sleep and stay awake if our brain thinks that there is something important we should be doing instead. So if we can't turn off our thoughts about the daytime and all the things we need to do, and all these things are going around in our mind, our brain might interpret this as a need to do something now, and so it suppresses sleep to allow us to do it. And again, psychologists think that this mechanism may not have fully adapted to our modern lives in the sense that it's not totally filtering and understanding the difference between something which is urgent to do right now versus something which may be urgent to do tomorrow when we get up or at some other point in the future, even years into the future. So this is again relevant to the context of your bedroom because without realising it, we can have things in our room which could serve as a prompt which gets us thinking about the things we need to do. So again, I want to give you some tangible examples to help illustrate what I mean. So do you have a laptop in your room and it's a work laptop? Do you have a laundry basket somewhere visible that's overflowing with clothes that's prompting you to remember that you have household chores to do? Have you brought your planner or your to-do list with you into the bedroom? Do you wear a uniform for work and this is out somewhere where you can see it? Have you brought some work-related reading material into the bedroom thinking that you're going to read that before you go to sleep. So hopefully you can see the type of thing I mean. If your bedroom is to be a place of sanctuary away from all the things that you have to do and plan and buy and sort and action and all this stuff in your everyday life, then these things would not encroach on the place where you go to relax and escape from those day-to-day busyness things. So your action step for this week then is to reflect on this notion of your bedroom being a sanctuary. Does it feel safe to you? Does it feel like an especially relaxing and special place? Do you get a sense of these feelings when you walk into it? Or 
is it just simply another room in your house which feels the same as all the others and just happens to have a bed in it and then if you don't feel like it truly reflects this word sanctuary what could you change quite simply this week to make it feel more like it is all right have a good week and thanks for listening thank you for listening i hope you found some value in today's episode if you did and you know others who would benefit from hearing this information as well then please share with them and if you would be so kind as to leave a positive review of the podcast this will support me in my mission to spread the message of sleep as wide as possible thank you so much if you can't wait until the next episode and you want more guidance right now then head on over to my website and get access to my free sleep resources link in the show notes or follow me on instagram at nikki.blakeman wishing you a peaceful night's sleep